All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered pains on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. As always, I'm Logan, sitting here with Dustin, Ryan, and Morgan. And go follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter. Make sure you go on over to Spotify, click follow, go over to Apple Podcast, and subscribe to the podcast. Give us five stars, great reviews, nothing less. All right, moving into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ryan, kick it off. <laughs> oh, it's funny, because everyone... Everyone on the chat immediately says that they do not consent to this Zoom recording. <laughs> that's if you ever hear us chuckling, that's that's why. Uh, good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, good, I got to go hang out with my nieces and have a bonfire with my brother and sister in law, and so I got to enjoy being an uncle, and that was cool. And nice. have an experience where we got to hang out for longer than just as long as the kids were awake. We actually got to have adult conversations that weren't interrupted every three seconds by you know, someone being cute. <laughs> so, um, and then leading to the most important thing of the weekend, which is clearly not hanging out with my family. Um, Mac Brown is now 11 and two against Duke. The victory bell stays in Chapel Hill for a third year. Who are, who are those two losses against? Who did he never beat? The tech schools, I think. He, he never beat we don't, the head we don't ball pretend, coach. We he don't pretend to be a the head ball coach ever. 11 and two against Duke victory bell stays in Chapel for the third year. And Carolina hasn't lost consecutive games since 2019. So I, see, that's, I, I, I see like a right your own story about this. I'm just taking what they said at the end of the game. I was taking notes at the end of the game and that's how they ended the game. You, you, you like to take bits and pieces of the entire story. I mean, yeah. head, head ball coaches undefeated against Mac Brown and all the other terrible Duke coaches lost to Mac Brown. That's not shocking. And uh, that last ma- matchup in Chapel Hill was 41 to nothing Blue Devils. They took a picture in front of the scoreboard in Chapel Hill and Mac Brown said something about the score being uh, run up. And Steve Sprayer said, if you don't want us to score, don't let us in the end zone. As usual, this sounds like a Carolina Duke conversation. We're talking about the past again. <laughs> so can, can continue with your joke. <laughs> well, my joke, it's not a joke. My, the joke is Carolina football. He already said the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> my bad was going to be the terrible games. I'm sorry that we didn't uh, pick UConn versus Vanderbilt, America. Um, that would have been uh, just a yes. wonderful game for you guys to all sit through us and our uh, illustrious commentary on. Florida State versus Syracuse was terrible. And even worse is, I mean, I, I was kind of half hoping that Ole Miss would show up. Nick Saban, speaking of people who can't lose, is now 24-0 against his former assistants. I mean, who's going to beat this guy eventually? That's no bad, for, bad for football. Retirement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the ugly, um, I happened to be watching the Oregon game because it wasn't on late at night. Apparently, they had a 98 98.7% chance of winning with two minutes left in the game, and they lost. <laughs> so I don't know how you do that. I was watching a baseball game last night. Um, it's a Southern podcast, so we won't talk about which one. Uh, but it was between the Red Sox and the Yankees. <laughs> and I kept watching the winning percentage go up and up and up and up and up. And I was like, oh, man, I hope I don't see this twice in one week. So how do you have a 98.7% chance of winning, and then you lose the game? <laughs> That's, That's killer. They're, they're too busy picking out their jersey. Stats don't matter. That kind of stuff. It's like I brought it up last week. I agree with Mark Packer about this. Like all these algorithms and percentage yep. this and percentage that don't mean anything. It's just something for people to talk about. Well, 
Oregon gave up the touchdown. So guess what? Uh, to your point, Dustin, stats don't matter anymore. The stat that matters is uh, who got the W. <laughs> yep. My good bad college football way. playoff. Yep. Seriously. All right. All right, Dustin, on that note, good, bad, and the ugly. Good. Um, been working with my daughter on uh, two claps and Rick Flair, and she's starting to pick it up a little bit. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. She's uh, she's doing the two claps, and she'll like kind of make a noise sometimes, and she thinks it's hilarious when I do it. So uh, we're getting there. Maybe someday soon, we'll I'll send y'all a video of her actually doing two claps and great player. So that's pretty legit. Um, also, a lot of fun. Uh, bad is I guess is a mini daddy daycare. Um, the uh, this Monday woke up. And, uh, or, you know, normal Monday morning, uh, my wife had to go into the office. So, uh, she was already gone. I was, I went out to take my daughter to the, to the car to take her to daycare and, uh, car was, was completely dead for some <laughs> unknown reason. And, uh, and so could not turn it on, it even had to use the key to unlock the door. No idea what happened, which I can explain in a minute. And then, so that meant, you know, Jenny was downtown. Her daycare is walkable, but it's like a 25-minute walk. So basically, I had to pull out the stroller and walk 25 minutes, take her to the daycare, and then walk 25 minutes back. And then it was way hotter than I anticipated. And I wore a long sleeve shirt, so I was sweating my ass off. So that was fun. So oh, then well, I get back. Jenny was like, having fun downtown, apparently. Yeah, just downtown Washington, hanging out. And, <laughs> uh, and then... Um, you know, I get back and I'm like trying to see what the deal is. Really nothing obvious that was wrong. Um, thankfully, and a little shout out to our buddy Jim, who I know listens to this. He came over in the afternoon and uh, gave me a jump and it turned on. We were like, well, that's that seems odd. It seems like, you know, seems like maybe it was battery, maybe it was alternator. Who knows? So anyway, he, I took it to the, my mechanic. They looked at it and they have no idea. They were just like, the battery's good. The alternator's good. Um, we can't find anything that's draining the battery. Couldn't tell you. Just happened. <laughs> and so, anyway, that's a little bit of a, you know, part daddy daycare, part, I guess, car trouble. Um, all mixed into one. Also, I had to walk and pick up Emmy in the afternoon. So, I walked like six miles on Monday. So, I'm good for the week. Um, my ugly is uh just how atrocious the duke carolina game was you know that was just bad i really thought it was going to be I, ne- I had no illusions that duke was going to win the game but i thought it might be a more of a shootout style football game and duke's offense just didn't show up um and not to mention they just shot themselves in the foot over and over with penalties that's one thing that it's gotten worse about this program in recent years Cliff's teams weren't that bad years ago but in the past three or four years there's a lot of penalty yards, a lot of unforced errors. It's just, you know, once again, program needs new blood. So um, I'll leave it at that, I guess. That's my good, bad, and the You want to know something weird? Our battery also went out this week, and we haven't fixed it yet. But thank God we got the Jeep. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things you can't predict, but – you know, that's what was so weird about Monday when I thought it maybe was the battery because the battery's only a year old because that oh, my wow. factory battery actually lasted like 10 years. 
And then I only had to replace it last year. And then I was like, well, what happened? And apparently the professionals don't know and I sure shit don't know. So (laughs) here we are. It's working now. So. (laughs) All right. Morgan, good, the bad, and the ugly. Hopefully you didn't have any car trouble either. No, no, no. I haven't had car trouble since my car died on the side of 95 two years ago, coming back from Guy's Weekend, hungover and miserable. So <laughs> sitting in a hot sun and 100 degree weather, waiting for a tow truck to come is always fun. So, no, I'm good. I'm good on cars. <laughs> <laughs> I got actually all great nares, and I got a couple more than just good, great, and awesome. I'm going to add in there, but. Uh, Start off first, everyone's healthy. Well, everyone but me, really. I got a runny nose that hasn't gone away for over a month. Um, other than that, it's good. Um, great birdie turn two this past Sunday. It was uh, pretty awesome. Had a great birthday for him. Just uh, just a family here. Me, Bridget, Brody, and, and Mommy. Nice little cake. He had toys he got to play with. Got a new mega block truck thing that loads up the cars inside he loved even asking for it for months he'll randomly pick up the mega mega blocks bucket and look on the back and say this this and like look around for it like yeah no i don't know what you're talking about buddy meanwhile the whole time i've been planning on buying it for like two months (laughs) nice um so he loves that thing um Another good note, Red Sox kicked the Yankees uh, in their second, second, the big word, their highest payroll in the entire Major League Baseball. Let's see how well that worked out for them. Uh, Kicked them out of the playoffs, so they're no longer in it. Uh, Awesome. Tomorrow is the four-year anniversary of my wonderful wife and my... Uh, don't know what we're doing. I think we're going to have a nice lunch together because uh, kids under two, two of them under two, well, one, one's under two, one's two. Keeps us uh, pretty busy at night time. So we're going to go have a nice long lunch somewhere tomorrow. Cool. And one final amazing note, Brody started using the potty at daycare. Hey. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, he just turned two, just moved into his new classroom. And they're, uh, they're, uh, every time they say after every diaper change, they sit him on the, the little potty and uh, get them used to it. And twice today, he, he actually went while sitting on there. That's yes. awesome. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing. He had his two-year checkup today, and the, the doctor said that he's – pretty doing he's doing amazing he's i wouldn't say he would say he's like far advanced but he said he was pretty ahead ahead of schedule for everything because like everything's just advanced for him right now Congrats so, on the last yeah. two yeah that's awesome and uh sure you'll be will, happy to get them diapers off the expense rolls oh yeah but I'm almost, we're so bored about two months away from the bottles being completely out of this apartment. So daddy doesn't have to clean bottles every day anymore. <laughs> Dishwasher, man. I know. I like to pain myself and let six or 
12 of them stack up and just clean them out one time while I'm grumbling over the sink. <laughs> Cleaning them with your tears. <laughs> You're like a bartender for children. <laughs> yeah, except it doesn't smell like beer. It smells like three-day-old rotten milk. <laughs> all right so for me good the bad and the ugly good um this past weekend went to the nc state game we avoided the clemson hangover had a closer than probably should have been game but it was against a solid team the la tech with a former west virginia quarterback austin kendall <coughs> joked up here <coughs> and say that with a straight face Louisiana Tech <laughs> <coughs> yeah so sorry sorry coughing there but yeah we beat Louisiana Tech good four and one on the year still ranked we'll get more to that later but what's really good about that was my <clears throat> we've upgraded our tailgate scene we, we I invested in a nice tent Instead of just the normal pop-up kind that you have a, 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 a detachable walls, we were able to position it just where the sun was beating down on us. Had a generator and a TV. I sat down in my chair underneath the tent in the shade watching the rest of the college football games going on, and I was like, you really can't beat this. I almost didn't want to play cornhole. I was like sitting there watching TV outside of Carter-Finley. It was like, it was, it was quite nice, I got to say. So that was good. Um, the bad... Uh, you know, I finally got moved in, which is good, I guess, but I still got a lot of boxes to go through. So that always kind of sucks, but it is what it is. That's a, like I was telling Ryan before we started recording. That's a problem for future Logan right now. We're recording the podcast, damn it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's bad. And then um, pretty much, you know, another good with NC State is we got a bye week this week for going on a um, the we have no more non-conference games is all everything really counts from here on out. We have a tough test coming up off the bye week against uh, going up Chestnut Hill to play at Boston College, where we have an abysmal record playing in that empty stadium. So get ready this week, Wolfpack. Dave Doran, have the boys ready because we got something to play for this year. That's my good, bad, and I guess my Wolfpack version of hopeful. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving into the weekend look ahead. Anyone got anything fun going on? Yeah, we're go. we're going out of town this weekend. We're uh, this is our annual. Uh, Brett, our buddy Brett, who's been on here a couple times, puts together a wine weekend in Virginia. Go to wineries, breweries. It's mostly just an excuse for a bunch of us to get together and uh, hang out, spend some time with one another. And as we've gotten older and had kids, for our kids to run around and play with one another. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, we're going to miss you, Brett. Brett's not going to be able to make the trip out this year as he had originally planned, but the rest of us are still going. So it should be fun. Um, it's only a couple of hours outside of DC and, you know, it should be a nice little weekend, you know, no home Depot or bed, bath and beyond, but lots of other fun, yuppie things going on. Well, um, Morgan, go ahead. Your weekend probably is more eventful than mine will be. Uh, I'm gonna hang around the house, you know. No, no Bed Bath and Beyond or Home Depot either. Um, <laughs> if I hang out with the kids, go for a couple of walks, let them play with their toys, uh, watch the Virginia Tech Notre Dame game that's coming on at nighttime at Lane Stadium. So should be should be interesting. Hopefully, the same crowd shows up for the that you know that little Carolina game we had at the beginning of the year. Um, 
the same crowd shows up uh, with the same intensity to help out, it should be interesting. It really should be interesting. Yeah, it definitely should go Hokies. But <clears throat> well, this weekend is first weekend in a while that, like I said, I don't have a team to re- really pull for on college football Saturday. So probably watch a lot of college football. Maybe um, be my first weekend that d- doesn't involve NCC football back in Raleigh since I moved into the new place. So, you know, be nice to, I guess, relax a little bit. Must, must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no kids, no wife, just lay around, lay around in your pajamas and drink beer and watch college football all day. <laughs> uh, that was more than nice. I didn't say that. Uh, you can edit these comments, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll take care of that in post. Don't yeah, worry we'll, we'll cut that out in post production. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a previous life for some of us, for longer than it should have been. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, speaking of yuppie things, Dustin, there's a boat show this weekend in Annapolis. It's one of the bigger boat shows. So uh, that's if you're a local, it's one of those things that you tend to stay out of town for unless you want to go down and take your people out to it. But uh, it's the powerboat show this weekend and it's the sailboat show next weekend. The sailboat one is the very like uppity, like old money. And like the, uh, the, the boat, sh- this is, I'm t- telling you this from the Annapolis perspective. And then the powerboat show is the one that like everybody actually secretly like likes owning powerboats, but they don't want to be actually seen at the show because it's just a bunch <laughs> of meatheads from ocean city and Jersey that come down. So nobody actually goes to the show, but, uh, oh don't worry. They pack out the bars. I was driving through the other day on Tuesday and it was, it was already a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a crazy place. So for the next two weeks, that'll be going going off. Um, uh, next weekend is more uh, the time when it's it's kind of fun to go to the parties and stuff like that. So something to look forward to, I guess. Remember, Otherwise, folks, the, the nine that? o'clock show is remember, folks. The nine o'clock show is completely different from the seven o'clock show. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I, that's more just me being a jerk and speaking the narrative of the annapolis thing it's 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 weird because you walk around the harbor and 80 percent of the people here do not own sailboats but whatever um <laughs> kind of kind of like people who go to carolina games 90 percent of them don't go to school there that's so, fair or just the that's very fair <clears throat> if i was to say it in north carolina terms the powerboat show would definitely be the walmart fans that is 100 percent correct <laughs> uh Speaking of Walmart fans, as, as in people that shop at Walmart for their uh, fan gear. Now, NASCARs also have a big race this weekend. <laughs> Was that a good segue? <laughs> I mean, it works. <laughs> so, uh, so it's in Charlotte. I mean, I mean where else are you going to get your Chase Elliott gear? It's pretty yeah, true. I mean, I don't, I've never seen it at Target. So, I mean, you can go on to his official website or uh, the Hendrick Motorsports official store if you'd like, but good for all your diecast needs. <laughs> but uh, now we had a race on Monday. It got rained out on Sunday. Uh, it was out of Talladega and Bubba Wallace actually won for the first time. So I'll give him props for that. Um, he won. It's been long fought. He was racing for Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan. It's cool to see those guys in victory lane and watch them from the flip side of it as owners. Uh, incidentally, Denny Hamlin's through no fault of uh, his own racing <laughs> is still in first place has nothing to do with his driver who won then oh, Kyle Larson then uh, Joey Logano and the two of Kozlowski I warned you guys last week those guys would move up uh, Truex 
And then we got uh, Chase and Kyle Busch uh, there tied at nine above. And then you've got Kevin Harvick uh, nine below. So uh, we got one more race. It's the Roval. It's the race where uh, it's the race where Chase decided to wreck and then uh, come back and win as he ghost whipped on top of his car. So uh, I don't know. Maybe some good things will happen. You know, I'm going to be rooting for him on South Side Richmond represent. Yeah. So. Uh, he won that Richmond race, so that's what's that's what's keeping him alive recently. Him and him and Larson seem to be up there at the front. So, Roval, watch it if you like watching cars go left and right. There you go. This weekend, Sunday. That doesn't sound like NASCAR. NASCAR is all left turns. Not until they wanted Chase Elliott to win, then they started putting right turns in there. All of a sudden, he's cleaning up. <laughs> True story. Really, it's all rigged. True story. Uh, all I guess right. that takes us to football, right? Football, yeah. I'll run through the rankings and the records for turning it back over real quick. Through, what is this, week four or five, something like that, where you got Ryan and me tied for first at 10 and 8. Dustin at 9 and 9, and Morgan bringing it up three or at 8 and 10. So we're all really within a game or two of each other. This year's, uh, I think it's us picking random games. It's kind of making it more difficult, and nobody's running away with it thus far. <laughs> That Boston College pick kind of bit me in the ass, but yeah. Yeah, well, if I had just played it smart instead of buying in on the damn underdogs, I would have had a pretty comfortable lead right now, but I bought in on the lane train and the hogs, man. That was yeah, same here. But, all right, moving into the rankings, I'll tell you everything that matters, NC State's 23rd. <laughs> so essentially, more or less, no change. Yeah, no, really not much of a oh, – no. some people fell a little bit. Some people moved up. Since he's up to fifth, that makes it interesting for um, the the future if they can stay uh, without a blemish on their record because that's a group of five team that could be in playoff contention. We'll see if the if the committee allows it. But they had a big one over Notre Dame. And what's this? Just breaking news. Rudy has officially entered the transfer portal. He's going to Cincinnati. <laughs> hey, Clemson is no longer in the top. 25. That's true. First time After, since 2014. Yeah, it was like 90-something weeks, 97 weeks or something. I want to grab a tissues. Or no, I think that was top 10, 97 weeks. It's yeah. longer than that. Anyway. Once again, let me grab my tissues. <laughs> Are we going to call out Morgan? Are we going to call out the miserable and reckless uh, uh, team that we adopted last year, Coastal Carolina at 5-0 and and ranked 15th? Yeah, I mean, that's, that, the see, that's the that should be a real playoff. Uh, I mean, Sensey stuff. They do play in the Sun Belt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're they're a bunch of almost Myrtle Beach boys. I'm I'm in their corner all the way. I'll pull for them, but yeah. All right, so we talked about number five, Sensey. Here's why it matters. <sighs> Unfortunately, uh, let's just get this one out of the way. Number four, Penn State is playing number three, Iowa. At Iowa, we did confirm previously, Iowa is the place with the children's hospital. It's a really cool thing if you haven't seen it in between the third and fourth quarter. All the fans stand up and cheer for the kids that are going through stuff that probably, hopefully, none of us will ever have to experience or go through. That said, there is a football game, and it does matter because one of these teams has to lose, and it means that Cincinnati, if they win, will probably move into the top four. So I guess what I'm saying is, Dustin, which of these two teams would you like to see still in contention for a national championship, or which do you think will be by the end of the week? 
Oh, there's no question that Penn State, maybe Lions, are going to be in contention for a national championship this year. They're going to the playoff, mark it down, and they're going to beat <sighs> Iowa. I don't care that it's at Iowa. It has nothing to do with it. Penn State, baby. Okay. Interesting. Interesting take. Logan, the younger if, brother. If same this take. was about who I wanted to win, I'd be pulling for Penn State. But this game is in Iowa. I saw what they did to Iowa State. Iowa State's a solid football club. Penn State barely got past Auburn. For, for the fact of this being at, at home, give me the land of the corn, the Iowa Hawkeyes, they're going to uh, remain unbeaten, <laughs> and they're going to take full control of the Big Ten. Morgan? <laughs> well, first off, I'll be quick about this. Um, go Iowa. Uh, I'm not going to root against them. Secondly, I'm not pulling for anything in the state of Pennsylvania. No Penn State, no Pittsburgh Steelers, no Philadelphia Eagles, no Flyers, no Phillies, no Eagles, none of it. I hate that state just like I hate West Virginia. Go Iowa. <laughs> Strong words. I like it. <laughs> Un- unnecessary hate. Uh, anyway, whatever. West Virginia, I'll give you. You can have that. I've justified hate, and this goes back to the gods of cornhole. If you remember this conversation, just like in Field of Dreams, they left me. They left me when I needed them most on Saturday. (laughs) So I'm going to take the Sheets and Wawa train because they're both in Pennsylvania. I'm standing with my brother-in-law this weekend, and we are full in on the Nittany Lions because only for the reason that those Iowa gods left me in the cornfield at 3 in the morning. Screw them. And your and your brother in law <laughs> called him as Big Ten champions when he was on the pod. So That's true. It's, it's not happening. Hey, it's important. Guaranteed. I need mark it down. Cornhole cornfield gods. I'm no, I'm calling no. you out. Dustin, you mark this down. I was winning. Mark market zero. <laughs> he was over the line. Market zero. <laughs> All right, you ready for our next grumpy match? Do we have a lot of conversation about? You ready for our next grumpy match that we had a lot of conversation about? Apparently, the uh, future home of the Manning child, number one Alabama, the rich getting richer. <laughs> Pretty much my opinion, Morgan versus Texas A&M. Uh, Morgan, why don't why don't you go first? Are you picking Bama or are you picking the twelfth man in Texas A&M? Uh, first of all, Bama. You don't you don't root against Nick Saban. We, we've all learned that over the, the last two hundred years. Um, <laughs> you just don't. Uh, our Manning kid going to Bama potentially is a whole nother grumble. Like no, Bama's going to beat the snot out of Texas A and M. We all know that. Um, but Manning, you just go somewhere and make your own name. Talking about Cooper Manning's kid, Arch Manning. Yeah. It's rumored to be going to Alabama. Logan, thoughts on this? Yeah, I learned my lesson last week. Give me Nick Saban in Alabama. <laughs> thoughts on the quarterback that isn't going to NC State, going anywhere else? <laughs> Well, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Alabama has put out a couple of good quarterbacks the last couple few years. I mean, if Jalen Hurts was there, Tua was there, Mac Jones was there. But if you really want to make a name for yourself, Arch Manning, listen to me, listen to me very clear. There's only one QBU in this country, and that's North Carolina State University in Raleigh. Our lineage is clear. 
And at any given year, we we've had some either the most or tied for the most quarterbacks in the league. And at one point, we had four different guys starting on Sundays from North Carolina State. So you really want to make a name for yourself and get out of the SEC like the rest of the Mannings? Come to the Atlantic Coast Conference, Raleigh, North Carolina, Carter Finley, and and you know carry on that lineage. Do you write this down or do you wing it? I wing it. <laughs> go, go be the next. Go be the next Philip Rivers and have ten kids. <laughs> I'm taking Bama and I don't, don't care that this kid is going there with the exception of the next school that we're going to talk about. The Alabama quarterbacks seem to work out just fine for me on Sunday night. So, uh, Dustin, how do you feel about this? Bama, Texas A&M, thoughts on a Manning? Well, Jimbo, old Jimbo Fisher is an assistant in Nick Saban, so we might as well go ahead and call that 28-0 for old <laughs> Nicky. Um, we know what's going to, the result's going to be, it's a, it's a shame, actually. I was... I, I was feeling this was going to be a good matchup early in the year. I thought it was going to be a, a fun little time. Maybe Jimbo, you know, have a little shot, but I don't think so. Not even at Texas A&M. Uh, when it comes to Arch Manning, I don't see what the grumbles are about. Look, big-time players want to play at big-time schools, and that's just how it works. So, you know, it has nothing to do with quarterback lineage or anything like that. If he wants to win national championships. Where do you go to win national championships? You go to Alabama. And then True. on the next tier, you know, you can talk Georgia, you can talk Ohio State, you can talk Clemson in the past decade. But if you if your goal is I want to be a national champion and I want to play and have a spotlight on me every week, go to Bama. I don't blame the kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why go somewhere and lose when he can have a real shot at winning? I don't blame him. Don't see what the grumbles are about. You know what? Recruit better rest of america i get what you're saying i do i hope this is the week that is historic that number one alabama loses to texas a&m and all we talked about was the possibility of a recruit going there in two years (laughs) 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 no one gives you this kind of content (laughs) yeah all right go ahead we'll see we'll see i i got a lot of faith in old nick saban when he's gone then you know bama can Suck it, but for now, don't make that bet. Logan, I'm going straight to you for this pick. See if you can redeem yourself. The Arizona, or sorry, the Arkansas Hogs versus 17 Ole Miss and Oxford. Who are you taking this week? We'll talk about two of the most disappointing teams from last week. You have, you know, the Hogs, who really laid an egg, and then you've got Ole Miss, who – the final score looks a little better than what it was, but you know what? You got to score points to win the game. The lane train and Matt Corral, they're taking it against Arkansas. I like it. I just wrote your name next to your name. That makes no sense. Morgan? Well, you, you got my pick wrong, too. <laughs> you think I'd be drinking? He's doing that on purpose. He's trying to, trying to, to throw some games his way. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan, uh, what's your again, you know, He's a Patriots fan, so watch out. Uh, there's all, sor- all sorts of psychological warfare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, give me all mess. Um, uh, yeah, I'll just be brief. Dustin? Look, redemption week. Road dog hogs coming in, coming in for the win this time. Tell you what, I love the road dogs this week, and the road dog hogs going to get it done. So you're saying turn okay. the jukebox, 
jukebox back on because it was unplugged right. last week. <laughs> That's <was> right. <laughs> I'm going to take Ole Miss. I've been on Ole Miss all year. Ole Miss is ranked lower. They're playing in Oxford. I hope that we get to see pictures of the Grove and everything else that makes Ole Miss so wonderful. Um, hopefully, they have a good week. We'll move on. All right. Hey, disagree. <laughs> All right. I put this in just to have fun. You guys get a choice. You want to pick Georgia or Auburn, or do you want to pick LSU versus a surprisingly ranked Kentucky? Wildcats and Tigers. Georgia's going to win the other one. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Fair I enough. Add my wins. Let's go, Georgia. <laughs> Morgan. Go, go, tiebreaker. Go, Bulldogs. <laughs> Come on. All right. You're the tiebreaker. You get to go first. Georgia or Auburn? Who wins? <laughs> oh, come on. Let's pick the LSU Kentucky game. <laughs> I think Kentucky beats LSU. Okay. Surprised that they. Wait, wait, moved. wait, wait. Where are they playing? Kentucky. Yeah, like Kentucky beats. Yeah, Kentucky beats LSU. Surprisingly ranked 16 team, Kentucky. I will take LSU. I think Kentucky is a paper tiger. See what I did there? Dustin, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, well, this, I don't think being in Kentucky is by any means home field advantage, but it also means no. they uh, aren't playing at LSU. So that exactly. does matter. Um, the Kentucky team, you know, in the past few years, just kind of ran right at you, and that's all they did. Um, yep. But this year, they actually got a little bit of a passing attack. So I'm going to stick with the Wildcats on this one. Logan, go ahead. <clears throat> For this week, Coach O, hell no. Give me a big blue nation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Dustin was the only one to take the basketball box. schools. Yeah, us basketball together. schools got to stick together. <laughs> we'll see what happens next week. Speaking of basketball schools, um, Florida State, because they ain't a football school, is playing known football school, Carolina, in Chapel Hill. So, I'm just no, going to go ahead. Correct. This is the basketball <laughs> game of the week or basketball school game of the week. I'm going to keep this and short Florida and simple. State, Florida State's actually legit uh, basketball now. They won the ACC. They're, they're rolling. But anyway, that's I guess that's a discussion for about a month from now. Yeah. Known basketball power, Florida State, comes <laughs> rolls into Chapel Hill. <laughs> I think Chapel Hill, I'm taking them because they have to win. They basically have to win out. So my heart will be with them. There's really no use picking against them. I'm going to be grumpy even if I win the bet. So I'll keep that short and simple. Morgan, free shoes versus the team you already beat. Free shoes versus bow ties and wine coolers. Um, oh, you know, fuck it. Uh, I'll take Carolina. For free shoes, university is a damn shit show. Dustin, North Carolina, the school that waxed your ass last week, or the school that lost to Jacksonville State in Alabama? Actually, was not involved in the game at all. I, w I wasn't even in the city where the game went on, so it has nothing to do with me. Um, that said, uh, Florida State, big time disappointed in them. They, they Apparently, they got a long ways, much further road to go than we anticipated. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, I'm picking Carolina on this one. Fair enough. Logan? Yeah. <clears throat> Matlock Mack has never beaten his alma mater. They lost last year in a surprising game, but 
this year, the Seminoles look horrible. Carolina looks mediocre, but Carolina can put up points. Sam Howell and them are going to win this one, much to my chagrin. That's the one thing that worries me that I figured one of you guys would bring up is the whole alma mater thing. All right. Morgan, we're closing it out with you. You're closing the night out this Saturday. It's the Irby Invitational. It is Rudy versus the Hokies. At least Rudy before he entered the transfer portal. Uh, who you got? Rudy Senior. Well, let's be let's let's Morgan. look at it real quick here. Uh, it's at Lane Stadium. It's an evening game. Um, we all saw what happened with uh, the game against. Carolina at the beginning of the year when their crowd got into it. I mean, they really got into it in that game. I hadn't seen the crowd like that. You know, last year we didn't get to see any crowds in the stand. And the year before that, it's I mean, the crowd's always good, but that game week one was amazing for the, for the fans. If they can show up that same intensity this Saturday night mm-hmm. and we can, can at least take care of the ball and the defense shows up, I think they can squeak out of there with a uh, a short win. Austin taking the Hokies too. They're not ranked. Uh, that doesn't matter. You know, doesn't matter whether you're ranked. Doesn't matter what the computer says you're going to do. Either. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's it's tempting. I'm, I'm tempted to take the Hokies on this. Uh, given the fact they're playing at Lane Stadium. But, you know, I've been been hanging with the Catholics these past couple of weeks. And uh, Rudy, Rudy Sr. anyway, you know, he gets <laughs> me every time when I watch him on the TV. So, I'm going, I'm going Rudy Sr. on this one. Sorry, Hokies, but everything's yeah, coming in town and get, leaving town with a win. That's going to go over well in wine country. <laughs> against the I don't think there's Hokies there. It's all Cavaliers. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Logan, thoughts? Yeah, for this game, going into last week against Cincinnati, Notre Dame was one of a, only a handful of teams that was averaging around three and a half to a little bit less than three and a half yards per per play. And they were the only one with a winning record. It was perplexing to how they had gotten to the point. Maybe it was they were playing old school Beamer ball, making up for it on defense and special teams, but they lost last week. Give me Virginia Tech at home, enter Sandman Lane Stadium. Exit light, internet. I'll keep it short and simple. I've been rooting against the Catholics. I have family at Virginia Tech. I would love to see Lane just come alive again when they're not playing my team. And quite frankly, why not have a little more coastal chaos? Let's take out this Notre Dame team that won't even join the conference. Let's go Hokies. Yes. As they do at the end of every college football poll, also receiving votes this week for games we could have picked. <laughs> Maryland at number seven, Ohio State. We would have picked how much Maryland yeah. would have lost by. <laughs> uh, 60 or more. We would have had an over-under, but nobody cares. Uh, speaking of games nobody cares about, number six, Oklahoma versus number 21, Texas. We've already talked about Worthless. them too much on this podcast. Horns down. Pass. Worthless. Neither of those schools are worth anything. Speak, speaking of schools that nobody likes or wants to watch on TV, Georgia Tech is playing at Duke. Play till basketball. <laughs> and UVA is playing Louisville. 
in Go this matchup, <clears throat> in this matchup, I'm going with I want the Who's to win because I have a rule of thumb this year because it benefits the pack in any conference matchup because you know Carolina and Wake Forest are a non conference matchup. In any conference matchup of an Atlantic team versus a coastal team, give me the coastal every single time because it only helps the pack. Go pack, baby. I take your green rule of thumb and go back to Whoville. So, so in other words, he has no faith in his team's ability to win out on their own, so he needs a lot of help from the coastal division. Hey, I'll heard. take it anyway. I can get a just win. This sounds like a Redskins fan. <laughs> Morgan, I think that leaves us with your Southern Spotlight. All right. Well, I had a hard time trying to find something. Quite honestly, I've been slammed with with work. Um, and it just kind of like a light bulb clicked on when I, was, when I came to it. Um, place I lived at for 15 years in the beautiful area called Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, was a little hole in the wall that most people know about and at the same time a lot of people don't know about. Called Winnie's Tavern. They have got some. They they have got the best burger in town. Quite honestly, one of the best burgers on the East Coast. Um, I love my burgers, and this place is amazing. It's right down by the port. Been open since 1962. Um, uh, they opened it up to serve uh, the sailors that were coming by and the people who worked over at the port. Uh, Cool thing about it is when you pull up into the gravel parking lot, there's bottle caps all over the parking lot from people drinking beer at night. And mo- a lot of them are still bottle caps from, from decades ago that they just never pick up. They leave them out there. <laughs> they talk about how well, the sailors always got in fights out there and the cops always had to come by late at night. But if you're ever in Wilmington, you have got to go to Winnie's Tavern. It's down by the port. Best cheeseburger you will ever have I promise you that is my southern spotlight of the week hell yeah you got I think Ryan's audio is kind of going in and out to this place what's that I said have you guys ever been to Winnie's Tavern I have not you gotta go it is yeah, I'm over here. I've been over here googling it while you were talking. It also their website is literally WilmingtonsBestBurger dot com. <laughs> <laughs> they they win. They they win the uh, the best burger of, of the city every year. Yeah, Morgan, it looks I, legit. Morgan, I'll fully admit I've never been to this place. I've I've never I've never it been is. to this place. You you know how I love my hole in the walls when it comes to anything, yep. and this place is a hole in the wall. Awesome. You feel right. You feel right at home when you walk in there. Cold beer and a and a burger. Pork rinds on the menu. Trailer Park burger, the station wagon uh-huh. burger, the Carolina burger, bacon barbecue burger. The bacon, oh, yes, that, the bacon barbecue one is. It is the is the vegan burger for profiling purposes, or is it like something that people actually buy? Uh, it's usually for like when UVA or Carolina fans show up there to give them that menu. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell when they walk uh, through the door. Yeah, you can get fried bologna there too. I've never heard of this place. That's what I was kind of wondering myself. 
Uh, well, well, at least I got Morgan, somewhere to go. <laughs> yeah, Morgan, you learned us something tonight. We'll have to check this out. Sweet. Awesome, man. Hey, as G.I. Joe always said, and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a different version. Last week, we had a positive Florida man edition. So I've got a different version of Florida or the field tonight. Uh-oh. You still have to guess if it's Florida or not. But I found the pretty entertaining Zillow list thing. All oh, right. Boy. You guys can even guess. You guys can even guess. You probably you definitely know whose person whose house uh got that screwed up. Whose person this house belongs to? That doesn't sound right either. Man. Sells mansion for $22.5 million. That's the headline. If only you had millions of dollars to spend, this home could have been yours. Here's the exact listing on Zillow that I uh, cleaned up for various things that would make it easier. This stunning one-of-a-kind custom-designed private estate was built on 345 feet of open bay on the largest ever assembled waterfront property in the area. It is the perfect fit for the luxury-minded buyer who wants the utmost in quality and impeccable attention to detail in conjunction, that's a big word, with the security and privacy that this 1.25-acre estate provides. This expansive oh, estate, not a house. You didn't tell us that. There's a whole bunch of words in here. Expansive residence was built with the finest materials available. Finest materials available. And then they list them from the hand-carved Connecticut granite in the limestone facade to the state-of-the-art home automation that controls every aspect of the home. Sounds like a creep show to me, including the security lighting, window treatments. I don't know what those are. Uh, climate and entertainment systems. Apparently, you can c- control your own climate in this property. Um, Shit, climate change is fixed. All right. <laughs> Painstaking detail ensured that this masterpiece, at least they don't think too highly of themselves, showcased all that the waterfront living has to offer. They have 9,000 square feet of picturesque outdoor covered porches and balconies, a dock with two boat lifts, which does come in handy when your friends come over and they also have a boat, heated spa, 80-foot saltwater lap pool, expertly maintained grounds with tropical landscaping. It gives the home a serene feel while also providing privacy. Uh, what else do we got? We have limestone steps. Oh, the splendor of the first impression is further augmented when entering the double solid hardwood doors. That was important to get in there. Leading to a soaring 24-foot foyer with floor-to-ceiling glass windows overlooking the, and I quote, bubbling fountains, spa, and pool. Uh, you have the artistry and brilliance that keep going on and on of the talented local craftsmen that expertly fashioned the fine details, including the millwork, the hand-polished Venetian plaster. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, They said that there's other things, but they're too numerous to mention. Um, Then he basically says he has a man cave. One of the most unique features of the home is the expansive club room that has a full-service bar, billiards, and game table, and a TV. Neat. That's basically a man cave. (laughs) It's not that impressive. Horsey shed. (laughs) Yeah, true. Uh, the per- I'm giving it away. The person that owns this is a man. Uh, the gourmet, this is my favorite. The gourmet kitchen is large enough for professional staff, but was smartly designed so that a quote budding chef can quote find their way 
around the two islands, a 60 foot range, four dishwashers, a warming drawer, whatever that is, an ice maker, a microwave and four sinks. Towards the end there, we started getting kind of, kind of apartment like, uh, they, it also comes with an ice maker and a microwave. Neat. My house has four sinks. Come on, man. It's not that hard when you have two bathrooms, but, <laughs> uh, what else do they got? Oh, oh, one last thing. They have an in-room movie theater, professional gym, in-law suite, outdoor kitchen and grilling area. And a word that I had to look up a scullery. Apparently a scullery is basically what we would refer to as a mud room. Oh, no. How fancy. Ooh. Where do you think this house is and who do you think owns it? I guarantee you it's someone that you know. That we know personally or that no. we know? You know of. Who do you know that owns a $22 million house? We need to go hang out with them. <laughs> yeah, really? Though. Well, you said you guarantee that we'd know them. I'm just, I'm just asking questions. I don't know. Look, <laughs> after, after the Shiba Crypto takes off, I'll own a $22.5 million mansion. <laughs> <laughs> you can go well, around her. Where do you think it is first? I think it's Tampa. Obviously, it's the field. It's clearly the field. It's not in Florida. That much we know. If if there's anything we've learned from Florida or the field, it's that it's going to be the field. I'm going Clearwater, Florida. I'm going Tampa. Why Tampa, Logan? Because I've been out on the bay on Tampa on a pontoon boat, and they kept driving me by uh, different people's houses, so I think I have an idea on who it could be. You did get the city right. You got the you got you got Tampa right. It is Florida. Who is Come it? On. Who is it that owns it? Jeter. Don't you're clearly looking at your phone. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm I'm really I'm not. <laughs> Talking to Logan. Oh. Who do you who do you guys think owns it? Morgan, this is a tie-in. This is topical in the last three days. Uh, my brain's fried, so I'm just gonna say Jeter. Holy shit. You got it right on the first no, guess. That's that's exactly when you started reading it off, like it was they made a point on the boat tour I went on when we went on a, uh the pontoon out there to take us by Jeter's house. Really? Yes, I I knew it was Derek Jeter. I, I was just like, but the the it almost made me think, did Antonio Brown buy a house and sell it just because of that grandiose um yeah. expo, expo, or details about it? But my, my initial thought was Derek Jeter. So the reason why it caught my attention was because apparently Tom Brady had to move out so he could sell this house because this is the house that Tom Brady was living in down at Tampa. Yep. So on the Boston, New York connection and then the Florida man or the field, the, uh, the headline of the article literally read Florida man sells $22.5 million mansion. And I clicked on it and I started to read it and I was like, why didn't you go with the headline Derek Jeter or like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the house that Tom Brady lived in? <laughs> Florida man I've seen this house like it's legit like I've it's crazy but yeah that was my first thought I was like yep I've seen I know exactly where this is there you go Uh, I've I've, I've stayed in better (laughs) (laughs) can't sneak anything past you guys (laughs) wonder what the peasants are doing today Morgan, I think that brings us to your cancel corner. Are you going to cancel luxury living? (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, Thanks to some good advice from our good friend Dawson. I'm going for a good cancel corner here tonight. You know, both of us having kids. You know, when we go to restaurants, you 
always all right i picked mine wife picked her let's look at the kids menu and see what they have and everyone was every restaurant you go to it's the same damn thing grilled cheese chicken tenders with fries or tots uh Little, little pot, little, little, little chicken and cheese quesadilla, maybe some pasta with some chicken in it. Who knows? Like, why, why can't they make, why can't they make many versions of what the adults are having? Like, maybe little tiny snow crabs, maybe little tiny filet. Who knows? Maybe get a little <laughs> tiny cheeseburger going on. You know, maybe the kid wants a you know a panini. Who who knows, man? I mean. Restaurants, they don't know what the kid wants. Why are they assuming the kid's going to want chicken tenders and mac and cheese? Was it's it always not- fried. It's always the fried chicken tenders. Never the grilled. Exactly. Why not the grilled? Are the kids not good yeah. enough for the grilled? No. So the kid's sitting there like picking around at what looks to be like dollar store mac and cheese while your mommy and daddy <gasps> over here are eating, you know, filet and snow crab legs. He's just like, uh, I want some of that. Like, well, son, I'd give you some, but the kids' menu doesn't make many versions of it. So I'm canceling restaurants' idea of a kids' menu. Come on, get with the program here. Make many versions of what the rest of the menu is. Here, here. Smaller programs, portions, unless, same thing. Unless, of course, you're at uh, the Cheesecake Factory, in which case that 20 page Bible um, is damn near impossible <laughs> to even get through. So. I do have a, a solution. That's one more thing to can. It's a side cancel. Cheesecake factory menu. Get your, get your shit together. I do have Plus, a solution, Morgan. Just what? take your kids to bars, man. They got many cheeseburgers. <laughs> well, they also got they also got free bowls of peanuts too. I can just give them that. <laughs> that would solve but, probably a lot of their sickness issues. Just in general, kids in general. Just gonna lick if you took the them bar. to bars and. Put their hands in the peanut I, thing. I don't. I don't think that the DCS would probably appreciate uh, me taking my kids to a bar and <laughs> giving them a, and tell them to sit in the corner, stop crying, eat a bowl of peanuts. Eat your peanuts uh, and shut up. Well, my throat <laughs> sw- uh, swells up. I said, eat your peanuts. Morgan, <laughs> uh, you ever been to these little restaurants, these little tapas restaurants, and they give you about half a cauliflower on a plate and they serve you for nine bucks? Maybe uh, there's a way we can reinvent no. these. No, because I'm not dumb enough to go to those restaurants. Well, some of us are married. So um, I am married. And my wife and my wife actually likes good food and a lot of it. For when you pay nine dollars, you're gonna be getting more than a little piece of cauliflower with like a sprinkle of sauce on it. To be fair, it was not my wife's fault that we ended up at one of these establishments last week. However, I was served a piece of cauliflower. <laughs> that said, uh, I wonder if we can reestablish these these tapas restaurants as like dining places for children. And then the adults just get the bigger pieces. You know what I mean? Like you pay for like the non-tapas style. Maybe that's a solution. There you Maybe go. Yeah. So I like that it. wraps up another wonderful, rousing episode of Morgan Morgan's Cancelled Corner. Canceled. Canceled. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, and we will see you next time.